to you by our friends of the British Council. Everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy here at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City. And we have another AFIA Sports Training Group Session Chat. And this time it's with the dashing number eight of Oxford University, who is now also uh, playing some rugby on different levels, Mr. Will Wilson. Will, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Matt. It's been a big couple of weeks for you. For the folks at home that may not know Will, uh, not only is he smart, handsome, and dashing uh, as as an Oxford rugby player, but he just got uh, a deal with Wasps, and he's also going to possibly be running with England Sevens. Is that not accurate, Mr. Wilson? Yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, hoping to um, hoping to get a run out for England Sevens in Hong Kong before joining Wasps in July. Uh, so pretty exciting times ahead, hopefully. Uh, Hong Kong's not like any fun or anything as a sevens player or, or destination, is it? Mm, well, not really. I mean, I was hoping for you know slightly a slightly bigger gig um, <laughs> than uh, than that one. To be honest, you know, it's just kind of something they shove under the carpet. But no, it's an incredible opportunity. Uh, it so happens that this season the tournament almost clashes with the Commonwealth Games. So um, so hopefully there will be a couple of spaces opened up. We need to rest people for um, for that tournament, and that's what I'm trying to aim at at the moment. You have to be a smart guy to get into Oxford, but I'm looking at your Oxford profile, and you know, you guys, your teammates are are kind of harsh here. Let, let's just go through some of the the highlights out of your profile. Oh my God. Um, here we go. You arrived at Oxford with an illustrious rugby CV, having played first fifteen for the supposedly impressive Wellington College, captain an England U18s seven squad on tour to Samoa, and made appearances for the London Wasps development side. Uh, if you argued that such experience might give a young player a big head, you would be correct. Whilst a modest man, William's enormous suede and adorning ginger mane make him noticeable from a distance. Will, I, I've met you, and I, I want to refute all of these charges. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's, it's complicated, I suppose, when you have um, the combination of a rugby club who wants to take the... Um, you know, takes the things a little bit, uh, a little bit um, hypothetically, and sort of have a go at you a little bit. Yeah. When you team them up with those who have an Oxford education and Oxford vocabulary available to them, then it, uh, it becomes a little bit, uh, a little bit venomous at times. But we're all, we're all, um, we're all mates enough to take it in our stride. How the heck does somebody get into Oxford and get to play rugby? You've spent time in Dubai? Yeah, so that's where I kind of started learning. There's an amazing club out there called the Dubai Exiles, and um, my dad got involved there uh, just sort of coaching me when I was like an under six. And um, one of our best family friends is still chairman of the club out there. So that's kind of where I got into it. But then when I moved back to England, I uh, started playing rugby for my school at about eight. And that's kind of, it kind of went from there, yeah. So it was kind of all back in England, but I originated out in Dubai. You also went to boarding school back in England at eight years old. And I think that's where you really started to get more into the rugby. Yeah, we were a very big rugby school, the one I went to. Sort of, um, I think it was mandatory for boys to play. And um, I was about sort of five foot nine and, you know, quite, quite sort of heavy when I was about eight years old. I was enormous. Uh, so it was, it was kind, of a, uh, kind of a natural choice for me, to, um, for me to kind of get involved in that. My position and game style has changed a bit since then, uh, as everybody else has kind of caught me up. But, um, but yeah, I think, I suppose you could say, sowed the seeds, as it were. We're about that. Well, it's, it's obviously panned out because you're now 
on the radar in two different codes in sevens and fifteens. You've got England looking at you for England sevens, as we talked about. You're, you've got the contract with Wasps up in Coventry. Is it the future to have hybrid players now? Because you're playing number eight in 15s, if I'm not mistaken, in the front row in sevens. It's a strange one because I've learned a lot from playing sevens, things that have undoubtedly benefited me in the 15s game, things like backing my footwork, my handling skills, um, and sort of speed and general fitness, because sevens training is on a different level in terms of fitness demands and, and, and almost mental resilience to push yourself through that barrier so much more but i find in england it's strange because particularly for for forwards 15s clubs are kind of reluctant to balance the two um i think it's perhaps because they just want the experience when you play 15s of playing games week in week out which you don't get if you play sevens um but from my perspective i don't see why they do it more because as i said you know it's benefited me massively and i absolutely loved my time with sevens i think it's really given me skills that i can hopefully take to the next level when i go out to wasps yeah, I was watching some of your, your your gameplay on the internet, and I've also seen you play live against our All-Americans here in the United States down in Philly. But did you know that that game, by the way, was shortened by the network and <laughs> for practice for the for Newcastle? And they just um, – because I was doing the PA announcing for that match. I don't know if you remember, but they come in and they tell me, oh, by the way, we got to shorten this match. I'm like, what? They say, we're going to gonna, – we're going to shorten the match because Saracens and Newcastle have uh, requirements to train before the match, and we're going long. So we're just <laughs> – what they did is they didn't tell you guys. They just changed the game clock. No, I remember you telling me this in New York, actually. It was uh, it was unbelievable when I found out. I mean, um, we ended up winning the game by a very narrow margin. But as I recall, we were sort of defending for our lives for about the last 10 minutes. So maybe the All-Americans were hard done by. But it was a, hu- it was a huge shame to end that but it was a hell of an experience playing at the um, playing at the Talon Stadium um, in the sort of the boiling heat, horribly suited conditions for uh, for rugby. But it was great fun, like a real real high point of what was an awesome tour for us. Yeah, I think maybe the, the the hot weather there was starting to wear on you guys a little bit. Plus, you had you had been on a barnstorming tour over here, and you guys went undefeated. You beat Old Blue. I was at that match. You beat Mystic River, two of our better men's clubs. Uh, you beat. Some of our Ivy schools, and then you won and you went down and beat the All Americans. So that was that was a pretty impressive tour. It was fantastic. Yeah, I think we um, it wasn't quite what we were expecting. We sort of spent the first week of tour in the lead up to the All American Games, sort of crashing on frat house floors. We won a very authentic American college experience, but perhaps it wasn't so conducive to to training performance as we'd hoped. But it was but it was fantastic. One of the, I'll have great memories of the trips. Unfortunately, I only played in the one game. I was rested against Mystic River and then injured for the all-blue game. Um, but, I mean, it was just fantastic to see the levels of performance we managed to put out so early in the year. Sadly, we couldn't beat Cambridge, but, uh, but you know, fond memories nonetheless. Okay, and, and on that note, I'm getting barked at in the headset because we have to break. We'll be right back after this. If you're just joining us, this is a big match and a big moment as Kleister's toes the line. You know, John, Anderson has really been struggling out there today. mistake as Kleister's clinches another title. Don't let your nutrition get in the way. USANA, the official multivitamin of the WTA. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. 
The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34. You mentioned Cambridge. That's the one match you guys live for, right, at Oxford? Yeah, absolutely. So for those who don't know, Oxford and Cambridge have a huge rivalry in, in the UK. It sort of starts off with the with the boat race, which is our annual rowing event, takes place on the Thames in London. And then the varsity match is where it gets played at Twickenham Stadium every year. And it's kind of it's quite a weird dynamic that we have for our rugby season whereby every single game is just a build up to the varsity match and our whole season is defined as a success or a failure, theoretically as to whether we win or not. Um, I've played three times, won once in my first year, and but I lost the last two. Oh. Uh, and they're amazing experiences to play at sort of an amazing ground at Twickenham with mates who you make unbelievable bonds with, but sort of pains of loss. You know, they they sort of hack back at you. I sort of watched the game again the other day, and um, I still find it a painful watch. Uh, you sort of think about all the things that could have gone wrong, but you know, at the end of the day, what will be will be. Cambridge were brilliant, and we weren't, and it's such a shame. But uh, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Well, I, I watched the match. I thought you had a pretty good match, and I thought it was interesting that you said to me, uh, you, you highlighted two spots that you thought you did okay. You didn't mention the fact that you scored a try. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually I forget about the try quite a lot because um, I scored it from all of about half a yard. And, um, a try, and so what I was having. A try, a try is a try. This is true, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Just uh, it split my mind actually when I was sending you the link over. Um, but uh, no, that was a nice moment actually. That was that was a sweet one. It was just the point where we were hoping the momentum would sort of swing back to us during the game, but um, but alas, it wasn't to be. And you know, I, you got you got some some tough criticism from one of the broadcasters when you dished it off to your prop after a long run, and he said, yeah, he didn't look to his left. I'm, Okay, you know what? The guy, the guy just broke off a run. He did get the ball off as two guys are dragging him down, and his, he got it to his prop. Unfortunately, it was a, it resulted in a, in a penalty to Cambridge, but that's all under the under the uh, bridge or under the carpet or something. Uh, it's under something. Uh, I wanted I wanted to segue real fast because we're we're running out of time, but. Um, the MLR, Major League Rugby, is kicking off here in April in the United States. It's another iteration of professional rugby. This time it's going to be seven teams. Uh, and in the following season, we know that we're going to have Rugby United New York, a New York franchise. Now, I know that you signed the contract with Wasps. I know you're on the radar for England Sevens. But does it intrigue you at all to play professional rugby in the United States? I think so. I mean, the the plans, uh, as far as I can make out, sound fantastic. Um, and I know that our, our new captain at Oxford, Don Wardock, played for the Ohio Aviators in, in what was the, the older leagues, I understand it. But I mean, I, I don't see why not. You know, American sport is just a, a completely unique concept. It's so different to what we have in the UK. So I think I'm definitely intrigued by the idea. I'd love to see how it develops over the next couple of years, where obviously I'm you know, tied down, got my own things going on. But, I mean, who knows? In three, four years, I'd love to come and experience life in America. So uh, maybe watch this space. Who knows? So you just heard it there, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. Will Wilson is quitting Oxford University. He's tearing up his uh, contract with Wasps. And he's foregoing his time with the uh, Sevens team to play here in the United States in the MLR. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right, really. Yeah. Well summarized. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, reading comprehension and paying attention were never my strong suits. Well, as you can well imagine. <laughs> All right, so uh, final thoughts before we let you go. Um, 
I wanted to ask you, what was diff- more difficult for you, going from 15s to 7s or 7s to 15s? Because you're, you're number eight. Yeah, the transition from 15s to 7s was definitely more challenging, I think. I think what 7s, they realized that I actually I had the ability and it was to put me in different situations where I had to challenge myself, so like flattening up on my pass, passing the ball a lot further. Um, working on my defense, getting myself into different positions, just understanding that if I make a mistake or do something that's even slightly wrong, it has so much more of an impact on the game in sevens because there's only seven of you. But I think um, transitioning back from sevens to fifteens and having that sort of increased level of physicality uh, that you're not necessarily used to from playing sevens is also a challenge. But I'd definitely say the former in terms of initial obstacles to overcome. All right, I got another question for you. Would you prefer winning a World Cup in 15s or an Olympic gold medal in sevens? Oh, blimey. Uh, <laughs> talk about putting two carrots on the table. Um, I, I honestly have no idea. Well, actually, I think, so interesting, I did my undergraduate dissertation at, uh, at Oxford on the Olympic Games. Uh, so I kind of have a little bit of an attachment to, uh, to that. And I went to the last Olympics in Rio, um, watched the Great Britain boys bring home a silver medal. Um, it's something that I've entertained a lot more as a possibility rather than sort of actually representing England, let alone in the World Cup, let alone winning it. So I feel like perhaps in going to an Olympic Games might be a more achievable goal, but it's a long time in the future, so I don't know. I'm not looking for a diplomatic answer here. You're not running for office. <laughs> I'm asking you, this is a game show. This is rugby wrap-up game show. You've got curtain number one, which is the Olympic gold medal, and you've got curtain number two, which is the Webb Ellis. Uh, you put me on the spot here. I'm going to have to say an Olympic gold medal because I think it's just it's the ultimate sporting accolade in my mind. Uh, there's, it's such a sense of international sporting competition, a sense of huge camaraderie, and the fact that you get to represent the whole of Great Britain and all that comes with that rather than just England. Um, but, I mean, I, you know, offer me the chance to have either one, and I'd bite your hand off. So, <laughs> so let's, let's see how that one develops. That's awesome. You know, Danny Barrett, who plays for USA Sevens, was on here last week, and he he put, he picked the medal over the World Cup as well. Maybe it's a Sevens thing. Who knows? Which do you prefer, Sevens or Fifteens? I get asked this question a lot, and generally it actually re- revolves around which one I'm playing at the current moment. Um, I think I'm excited by the fact that I get to play Fifteens professionally, but in terms of testing myself the excitement of the games i think i probably prefer sevens um it's so much more topsy-turvy things can happen in the blink of an eye and you get the chance to really influence games rather than having quiet ones so i think for me um despite the fact that it's just mind-bogglingly hard i think uh, i think sevens has got to take the win for that one all right my friend well we wish you nothing but the best and appreciate you coming on here and mr james rodwell if you're out there looking uh at this program take care of him put put him under your shoulder because he's a fellow ginger. All right, Will, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks very much, Matt. All the best to everyone watching. All right, on behalf of Mr. Will Wilson, Matt McCarthy, with another AFIA Sports Training Group Session Chat here on Rugby Wrap-Up at Studio 34 in New York City.